Greetings and welcome to the worship services of Alamo First Baptist Church. I'm Brother Chris Rigby. I'm standing here this morning in front of our bell. This is the original bell that was at our old location uh, years ago. It uh, was there when the church was first built and it was always a call to worship. Well, when we moved to our new campus here several years ago, we brought it with us. And not too long ago, we got to put it up. We're so excited about it because it reminds us that we're coming together into this building to worship. And we are excited that today you've decided to tune in to our broadcast to worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our prayer this morning is that you will see the great love that Jesus has for you and the great love that we have for you as well this morning as we worship together. We look forward to meeting you and your family and we invite you to be a part of any of our worship services, our activities or ministries here and if you'd like to get in touch with us, probably the best way to do that is just drop us a line at our email address, alamofirstbaptist at gmail.com. All of it spelled out, just gmail.com, alamofirstbaptist. We look forward this morning to worshiping with you. We pray God's blessings upon you and your family as we go inside now and we worship together. Let's go ring that bell for Jesus.
see everybody this morning. Glad that you're here. Glad to have folks joining us online. We got a couple of announcements to make. Uh, first of all, we're excited about Thanksgiving uh, season. And tonight we have our Thanksgiving meal. We've already got the folks up in the back set up with the tables. But we need, we need help uh, putting out the chairs. So, uh, guys, please, if you would, help the complete the service. Uh, help us put out the chairs that we can line along the wall. We have to go through the classroom and come back. But the one thing is very long for us, I'm going to do that. And I was told to be sure to tell you there are seven chairs for the round table. Let's congratulate you, some good. But that's at 5 o'clock tonight. We'll come in. You can just uh, find a place where you want to sit tonight. And uh, then we'll have a blessing together. The meal is catered and everything's taken care of. So we want you to come and enjoy the meal and fellowship tonight. No services Wednesday. Enjoy your holiday break. Enjoy Thanksgiving Carol. If you're on the road, and uh, just watch and be safe. And we can pray for your family. A lot of things going on uh, that uh, I want you to know about. we got some things for the kids. Megan, come on. She don't want to do this. I said, well, we're going to be announcing later. But Megan did. Thank you. 
didn't want to get you to come up here for just a moment, all right, because we could have more of it. I've got all our kids. I'm going to ask our kids to come up here this morning. All right, all our kids. Will y'all come up here with Miss Megan? All right. And I want to ask you guys to stand up front here. I want y'all to join in, okay? This is our Christmas shoebox Sunday. This is the Sunday where our kids have been working on shoe boxes, and this is the Sunday where we take it and we pray over the shoe boxes, all right? So I want y'all to join hands, kind of circle up here, and I want y'all to face the, the shoe boxes with me, okay? You're going to come out here this year. I'm going to help you out. All right, we're just going to hold hands right down here. All right, we're going to pray over our shoe boxes, and we're going to ask God to use our shoe boxes to bless the kids. Get them for Christmas, all right? So, y'all help me pray this morning, okay? All right. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you for the shoe boxes that have been picked for the kids that know we're going to have a very big Christmas and go to the places where it's hard to get and have kids. Lord, well, I know kids that have some don't even have a mom and dad. And we want them to know, Jesus, that you love them, and we love them, and we wish them a Merry Christmas. And most of all, Stand at the greeting your guest at every time you're here, all right? You ready? You ready to wake them up? There she is.
faith with us this morning because it is our Lord's Supper remembrance morning, and we're glad for everyone to be in this service today. But it is our Thanksgiving Sunday, and I want to just think a little bit about the word of the Lord as we prepare our hearts to truly give thanks to God and also to receive this Lord's Supper. We've been in a series of the questions that God asked, and I was thinking about that series, where we've been, and where we're going with it. We'll be in that series starting in January, moving into the New Testament. But uh, I want to jump forward to the New Testament this morning, and I want us to look at a question that Jesus asked. It's, it's found in Luke 17, and the question is, where are the nine? Uh, Luke 17, let's look together, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, he, that's Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a village, and he was met by ten lepers, who stood at a distance and lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, being obedient to the Christ, it said, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. Praising God with a loud voice, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet. And listen to this. Giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Praise to God, except this morning. And Jesus said to him, Rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. One of the questions that God asked, Where are the land? I don't know, several years ago, I came across a little devotion, and uh, it really stuck with me when I read it. The question in the devotion question that, that Jesus posed, where are the nine? And I think the devotion was, where did the nine go? And I think I've brought this message to you before in the past, but I think it serves well for us in our series as far as all that is this morning and for our supper. Where possibly could the nine have gone? And somewhere in my past, I have written down in my Bible ideas of where these nine could have gone. And so let me give you that list of all the nine of ten in a moment. So where could the nine have gone that didn't come back to give God thanks? God wants to chase you that you lead them back to seek them. After all, they were lepers. We know what a leper was in the end. A leper is someone who has a, a disease and they got the disease to affect its way, uh, and, and often uh, talks with the body like it's going to really fall off or, or not give you the skin and keep you seen as a dirtiness. It was seen as a scourge, and if you had that, you were outcast. Uh, you weren't allowed to go around anybody. You weren't even allowed to enter the city. Uh, and you, were, you had to actually walk through the city, and uh, they would cry out. It's also in the Bible we find the picture of sin. It's our condition before Christ cleansing us and forgiving us of our sin and making us whole and making us clean. Um, here is one that is clean and the one whose life has been restored to him. And perhaps he went to see his family. That was the first and foremost thing on his mind. Oh, I've not been around my family. All I've got is what my family's got. If 
perhaps it's a suggestion to you that it was that other one that uh, left that day to go see his friends. And he, he hadn't had any real friends, hadn't been around any of his old friends for a long, long time. And so prayer was in his mind. And friends were just not going anywhere. And he said, you know, I just am ready once again to be with the Lord. And so off he went to see his friends. There's also the suggestion that perhaps there was one that, you know, he had been poor for so long. He'd been unable to work, unable to buy a good. He'd simply been a hold up for his faith. And he thought, you know, now I can make money. Now I can get ahead. And so he put as his priority fortune in life. And so he went off to set himself up in business and to set himself up and to, and to be successful in making money to gain his fortune. There was another that day that once he found himself friends, once he found himself told, he said, you know, this thing that's happened to me that made me famous, well, I can hit every talk show circuit and I can be on every newspaper there is and, and you know, all of the, uh, this uh, future. And so he said, I can see this fame. There was another that left that day and thought, you know, I've never in all my life really cared. I can have fun now. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but whatever it is, it's going to be better than what it was. I'm going to have fun. And fun is it. Fun's the thing. It's what's been missing from my life. And so he settled to have fun. Perhaps there was another one said, see you guys later. I'm off to find my future. I've been living in a dead-end life and a, and, a, and a dead existence, and I know that there's something there that's better for me, and I'm going to go find it. I'm going to go and find the future. My future is what it, what it needs to be and what I want it to be. Well, one guy, I always thought he was a little bit of a Anyway, he just took off shaking his hand above his head and said, Oh, I can finally yell out the word free, 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 and not unclean. And the last they saw of him was headed over the hill with his hands above his head, crying, Free, free, I'm free at last. There was another fellow. He said, You know what? I'm not held hand, hugged neck, and I'm not kissed a pretty girl. every pretty girl I can, and that's my life. I want to have three or four girlfriends and everything will be off-to-hear to find. One fellow said, that's fine, that's good. Do all those things. I'm hungry. I can't begin to think what it would be to walk into a restaurant in the order of a lavish feast. I'm going to spend my life Perhaps this is where those minds went that day to hear that their life had been miraculously, unbelievably changed. Each one of them went their own way, went into their own thing. Not the one of them returned to say thank you to God. All we think about that little story, we think about perhaps those uh, little thoughts of where they could have gone. But my question is for us today, what about us? Is there a little bit of those minds in us? Do we not sometimes do that when God is so richly blessed us and so wonderfully saved us and so miraculously changed us and given us life itself? Do we not lose ourselves and our family? Do we not lose ourselves and our friendships? Do we not lose ourselves seeking our fortune? Do we not lose ourselves wanting to get fame from this world, looking for fun or a future apart from God, or just to be 
Lord, in this summer, we are going to be 
his disciples would find out also what God is going to do. Luke chapter 14 and verse 7. The Bible tells him, In the day of unleavened bread came, in which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John and he was there. And he said, Go prepare the Passover for us that we may eat it. And they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare for it? And he said, Behold, when you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and tell the master of the house. But the teacher said to him, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared for them. And when they went, they found it just as Jesus had told them, and they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, they reclined at the table of the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Said, Take this, divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not uh, drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after him, saying, This cup is poured out for you in the new covenant.
first thing they did was take the bread. tells us that he receives from the Lord, but it is also delivered to us. And the Lord Jesus, in the night that he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So, after the meal, they took the cup, representing that they had died. But Paul tells us in Corinthians again, in the same way, Jesus took this cup after the supper. He said, this cup is a new covenant, a new promise. He said, the drink, the kingdom of the of my blood. He said, do this as often as you do it, as you drink it. Often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. And the Lord Jesus will come and refresh his bread. Those at home, those at here, who don't know Jesus, no better and greater thing that they can they can give their life to Jesus. They can pray and say, Jesus, I'm bit by a sinner. We pray God's blessings upon you as you worship with us today. If God has led you to make a decision today for Jesus, we would love to hear about it. We invite you to come to our website, cometothecross.net. Our online decision card will allow you to tell us about the decision that you're making. All decisions, all contacts are kept private and are confidential. However, we would be able to pray for you and perhaps I'd even be able to call you and pray with you about what God has led you to do if you so desire. So fill out the form, let us know, and just know that we love you and God loves you and we're excited that you're taking this first step for God today.